Good evening, Top Fam Rivalry followers. Welcome to the clubhouse. We are flipping the script. This is Grand Slam Sam coming to you live. I got Baseball Bill here, and we are going to make him a GM for a day. And Woo! Bill does this for all of us. Woo! I want to do this for all of you, and we can get Bill's opinion on what's going on. Uh, I may throw a curveball in there. Who knows? But we're going to have some fun. Bill, Forget about the curveball, Ricky. The Give him the heater. Bill, welcome to the clubhouse. <laughs> I'm excited. This is dangerous. Sammy's flipping the script on me, and I have no idea how this is going to go. So this is awesome. This is like yes. this is early. Yes, I can. I can tell you this: you're not going to have any surprise guests. We have to still keep this within our 30 minute time frame. <laughs> Next time I flip the script on you, we may. But Woo. for now, Love we're going to keep it just you and me. So. Let's Bill, let's let's take it back. We we've you know we're what three weeks past two two and a half three weeks past the winter meetings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what were your thoughts? What what was your in what was your perception of what the Dodgers did? So I didn't expect much in the winter meetings, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of Dodger fans did. I know a lot of Dodger fans expected a lot of things, but. We have a great farm system. We've got to let some of the kids play. And we've got superstars like Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman already. Not to say, no, not to take anything away from Will Smith um, at catcher. Not to take anything away from Max Muncy. Now with the shift being gone, it's a totally different ball game. So I didn't expect much in the winter meetings. And frankly, we didn't do much. So I'm not surprised. I was... I was happy with being there and just sitting there on my laurels and waiting to see what happens because I know there's a couple of things. I suspect there's a couple of things coming down the road. Yeah, I'm sure you were enticing what was going on with Aaron Judge and who mm -hmm. was signing all and where all of these big names were going. So I, I will tell you one thing about Aaron Judge because I know that you were excited about that and and the Yankee fans were excited about that. I did like the Dodgers throwing that offer out there knowing that he wasn't going to take it, but at least they they weren't the team that was like, we're just going to be jerks about it. We're not going to even play ball, right? right. So I, I do like it. I never suspected him to even consider it. I don't care what the talking heads said, but I like the fact that they threw the offer out. What were your thoughts on the Padres coming in at the last minute and throwing out that $400 million offer for 10 years? Yeah, that's... Honest that, thoughts. Honest uh, thoughts. That was how do I describe it? That's that's like walking into your high school uh, history class with the with the bottom of your shoes having the answers on it, and then you putting your feet up on the desk and going, "No, I didn't cheat." Like <laughs> it, it was nothing, right? It meant the the offer was not because here's the thing about the Padres, right? And and people don't want to admit this. So the Padres had a great signing this year. Of, Fantastic signing this year in bogey, right? But they're going to have to pay Juan Soto after the end of the 2023 season. One, or uh, Manny, you know, I'm a cool guy. Machado can opt out after this season. And if they don't win the World Series, he may. Because he's seen all these big dollars from Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa and others um, opt out. And rumor has it, and you know how much I hate rumors, but rumor has it that the Padres are trying to move Tatis to the Bronx Bombers. 
So if you move Tatis to the Bronx Bombers, Manny opts out. You don't get Juan Soto back. Then Bogey's sitting there holding a bag of goods, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, you know, I think you make a very, very valid point that you know it. it they have a lot of money. The guys that they're spending. And they've got to do something with it. Now, you know, Fernando Tatis in New York could be very interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, right now, as we both know, the Yankees are paying a billion dollars in salary to three players. Right. Right. So what do they do with that contract? <laughs> you, you know, it because it it becomes a game. It be one to net. One, Tatis has got to waive his no trade clause. That's first and foremost. But two, then you also got to think, um, you know, who's going to pay that? Who's going to yeah. pay? So you know, but we don't want to talk too much about that. I was just curious as to what your yeah, thoughts. No, no, no. I'm glad you asked. I I think the Padres have to win you know this season. Yeah, I don't think if if the Padres don't win this season, I think you're going to see a whole new face of the Padres next season. Yes. It's winner goal. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, as you mentioned it, Soto, if you think about it, Soto right now is a is a rental. He's still a rental. He's a two. He's a year and a half rental currently for the Padres because mm-hmm. they he, he's free agent after next year. And mm-hmm. with that free agent, you also have other free agents like Shohei, who's going to be a free agent. There's going to like so the, the free agent pool is going to look very different and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what teams are going to be needing after next year. But again, that's 360, 340 days away. We don't have to worry about that. So right. you're the G, you, you know, you're the GM magic's called you. He says, Bill, come in. We need you to GM the team. Like, right. you know, here's, here's my wallet. Here's my black card. Just figure it out. Perfect. What holes are you trying to fill right now? That's a good question. Um, the two places that I'm not actually the three places I'm not trying to fill. I'm not trying to fill right field. I got Mookie Betts. I'm not trying to fill first base. I got Freddie Freeman, and I'm not trying to fill catcher because I got Will Smith. Right. Um, the other three infield positions, we've got guys that can play there, uh, including Gavin Lux, including a rookie called um, uh, named Miguel Vargas. Uh, including I've heard, CT3. I've heard about Vargas. I've heard, I've heard he's he's up and coming in that realm. Mm-hmm. Including CT three, including a rookie uh, named James Altman. So mm-hmm. we've got enough. If I were looking for holes to fill, to be completely honest with you, though we signed Thor today for a one year, thirteen million dollar deal, uh, I'm looking for one more starting pitcher, and I'm looking for bullpen help. Yeah. Uh, and. In 30 seconds, I'll tell you why. We don't know what Dustin May is going to look like when he comes back this season. Okay. Tommy John? was it Tommy, Tommy John, John, yeah. And he was cleared to pitch, and he pitched in August and a little bit in September, but we didn't see him much in the playoffs. So we don't know what Dustin May is going to look like. We know that Clayton Kershaw is going to be on the IL for some period of stint with back issues sometime this year. That's just Clayton's back is Clayton's back. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's it's clear. There's, there's a reason that it's a one-year contract. They know what they're going to get out of. Right. Uh, Tony G, Tony Gonsolin, had a career year last year. Can he repeat it? Who knows? And then you got Julio Rios. And Julio Rios is probably in Noah Syndergaard now. 
Julio Rios is probably your most proven there and most reliable there. So we've got a bunch of farm hands that are fantastic that are going to come up. But if you were to ask me, where am I going to fill? I'm going to fill one more starting pitcher and I'm going to fill um, a bunch of bullpen help, maybe even a closer. Dodgers don't have a, a closer per se, but what's interesting about the game is the game seems to be moving away from the closer and it, looks like a bullpen by committee, a lot of bullpen games, so to speak. And so we'll see how that all plays itself out. You, you know, you brought up some really good points that I want to highlight just real quick. Um, mm -hmm. You're right on your, on your fielding. Now I did just want to pose a quick question. You know, mm -hmm. there has been the talks of, you know, Freddie Freeman and really trying to recruit Dansby Swanson. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. what happens if he comes in? What do you do with those? What do you do with those guys you feel confident about in your farm system at short? It makes less pressure on them, right? So, for example, we don't really right now our our natural shortstop is Gavin Lux. He came mm -hmm. up and we had to move him to second. Now he proved himself last year. He'd be your starting shortstop. You bring Dansby in, which I would love that signing. If I could sign Dansby tomorrow, I would. Um, <clears throat> So then you got Dansby at short. Yeah. Then you got Dansby at short. And then you've got second base is going to be Gavin Lux and Chris Taylor. Uh, third base is going to be Miguel Vargas, Max Muncy, Chris Taylor. But you don't put so much uh, heat on Miguel Vargas to play 162 games, to hit 300, those type of things. You can ease him into it. You can get him 250, 300 at-bats over the course of 100 games versus getting him 500 at-bats and expect him to hit 300. So you don't see Justin Turner coming back at all? Uh, I don't know. I would love to have Justin Turner back, but he, honestly, the the money that is rumored that he's asking for is might be a little much. It's unrealistic, and that's, and that's completely fair. Um, you also touched on Julio, uh, Julio Urias. Um, now as, as a Giants fan, I've seen Julio Urias a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I've seen him have incredible days, but I've also seen him go on some streaks mm -hmm. of not so great games where, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, this is not the right guy. Like, this is not the same guy that we know and like. So, you know. Do you go out? Do you trust him to be like who is your guy? Who is your guy? Who is your so who's opening day starter? Is what you're yeah, asking. Who, who are you making opening day starter? Julio. Right you're saying you're Julio. you're you're going confident in him. You're saying that like like you would like another starting pitcher, but Julio is no matter what your ace in the hole. Yeah. So if I were if I were pulling the purse strings and i said today now i'm going to do these in order of number and i'll tell you why i'm doing them this way not necessarily because of the way that they fit but julio would would be the number one guy number two would be thor number three would be kershaw number four would be um tony g and so and then number five might be a guy named ryan pepiao or bobby biller and the reason why i have kershaw a first ballot hall of famer going three is because I hate three-game series where you have uh, – <laughs> I, I hate three-game series where you have back-to-back um, -back or three lefties in a row. 
It's yeah. just not a good look because teams can tee up on that, right? I, so, I, I, real quick, I love how you had to include, you know, Clayton Kershaw first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's it's legit. What can we say, right? It's like <laughs> our it's like our buddy MC Hammer said, it's too legit to quit. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting when you decided to interview me. Flip the script, <laughs> baby. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. So, oh man. So you. So, Julio Rise is your starter. Yep. You know, is there any reliever? Is there anyone out there right now? Any free agents out there, or anyone that you're like looking to trade for? That you're like, I like. Okay, I'm willing to, like, give up this dollar amount, or I'm willing to give up this player X Y Z for that guy. You know, the only the only player that I might look at again again, this is beefing up my starting rotation, but I can also move I can also move the younger kids to the bullpen and have them do long relief. Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepiao, Andre Jackson, those guys get them used to facing major league hitters, but not the stress of starting a game. Um, a guy that we had in the farm system that we had up for two years and couldn't hit, um, couldn't hit the strike zone. So we traded him for fungo bats and batting practice balls. And then he had a great career in Boston, um, is Nathan Ubaldi. I wouldn't mind seeing him back in, in, you know, in Dodger blue, because again, there's your fifth starter, right? right? Now you have your five starters. Now you've got what you need. Um, but I mean, when Nathan was up, Literally, I don't know. Don't know if you remember seeing last year or two years ago when Joe Kelly was playing catch at his house and he missed the thing that he was throwing at and hit a window and broke a window. Uh, yeah, I Nathan. hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been Nathan Navaldi in the first part of his career. Literally, okay. that that was him in the first part of his career. You didn't know he was uh, he was Nuclelouche. <laughs> you just didn't know where it was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having fun, are we, Sammy? Woo! <laughs> so, you, seeing the other teams that have made plays, you know, Giants just last night signing the guy behind me, Carlos Correa. Phillies picking up Justin Turner. Um, Trey, Turner. You, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. My apologies. Turners. <laughs> they they get stuck in my head. You got exactly. the Padre, you got the Padres who signed Xander. You you've got these guys that are starting to make waves in the National League and starting to do stuff. Is there any team that has done that has had a big signing that you're like, okay, I need to now be w- more worried about them than I was? You know, I love this question. I so San Diego is racked and stacked on paper. Okay. Fernando Tatis is not allowed to have baseball activities at the minor league level and or the major league level for 34 games. Okay. For 34 regular season games. So that means he can't even do rehab assignments or anything like that until 34 games have passed. So you're probably in reality, by the time he hits his stride, you're probably 60 games into it. Right. I mean, in all reality, I'd say you're close to the all-star break. Yeah, correct. Correct. You're close to the all-star break. Um, 
So on paper, probably the Padres or the Phillies um, from an offensive perspective. From a pitching perspective, um, obviously Queens has the best one-two punch right now. Um, as long as as long as Scherzer doesn't have a sore arm, uh, you know Scherzer and um, and uh, JV <laughs> in Queens. I mean that that's going to be some fun to watch. And you know if you go baseball history on us, Sam, right? The two thousand one Arizona Diamondbacks won that whole World Series against the Yankees because they had Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling, who both yeah. had lights out seasons. They only yeah. needed two starters. And so at the end of the day, when you look at that, you look and you think, we can do that. And, and you know, I was I was surprised that the Mets went that high a price for Verlander. Kid up in 81 games in New Jersey, bouncing up and down. 100%. There's no question. <laughs> we don't care. JV, show up to the stadium, but you got to bring Kate. <laughs> got to bring Kate. So is so looking at the NL West now from a uh-huh. as a GM from a GM perspective, you know you have, you know the as you mentioned the Padres are stacked, you know mm-hmm. Giants just signed Correa, and you know the Giants are still in the rumor mill for still being in on Rendon. They've brought you know they've re-signed Jock. They brought in Mitch Haniger. They've made some positive moves. You know they didn't go. They did the 360 on Judge, and it didn't go their way. And they didn't really stop. They've done more. They've kept yep. going. Yep. So, yep. And, and you look at what the Diamondbacks did at the end of last year, and the Diamondbacks really didn't lose anyone. The Diamondbacks have pretty much still got the same squad. And then, I mean, and then the Rockies. I mean, they're there. They they exist. Yep. Um, You know, and who knows what's going to happen with that team next year maybe maybe something surprisingly will come to fruition but you know the first four teams you know the d-backs the giants the padres and the dodgers mm-hmm. you know do you see a strong competition between the at least these four teams in the division somewhat somewhat um now with uh you know every team playing the other 29 teams and instead of playing 19 games against the division rival, you only play 13. That changes it up a little bit. Here's what I, you know, I'm going to be a little Dodger homer here, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Um, if the Dodgers play, I'm I you, yeah. If the Dodgers play 80 percent of what they can play, 80 to 90 percent, they're going to win the division again. Um, because the Padres are going to struggle finding their identity with with new players and then Tatis coming in and things like that. And frankly, I love it when the Padres and Giants play each other because they knock each other around. So one of those two teams is going to get a wild card spot, and I'm not willing to say that it's the Padres yet. Um, it very well could be the Giants. The one team that everybody's overlooking, though, because they've got youth and they've got the ability to win is the Diamondbacks. And so if I were a betting man, I'd probably say Dodgers won. You know, maybe just because on paper they look good, Padres two, Giants three, um, Diamondbacks four, Card- uh, uh, not Cardinals, the Rockies, Colorado. Colorado hasn't done anything. And it's hard to get a pitcher out there because 
All you got to do is give up a fly ball and it's a three run home run, uh, you know, up at that stadium. And so cool stadium to play at, um, but freaking cold can't wait to in see- April and October, but whatever. Can't right. wait to go see the Giants play there next year. I'm excited for it. I'm going for my bachelor party. It's going to be a, it's going to be a grand old time. <laughs> I might have to crash that. You'll have to tell me when that is. Maybe I'll fly out to Colorado for a game or two. We'll see. So, we'll, we'll see. May, you yeah. may get an invite. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, I, you know, I, the National League West is racking as as stats. The- yeah. The National League is, ra- National League West is racked and stacked right now. So, and, and, and granted, the Giants could win the division. The Diamondbacks could win the division. We don't know what injuries are going to come into play, how pitching is going to work. 162 games is a long season, right? And so, you know, mm-hmm. Who knows? It may end up being the Diamondbacks winning the division, the uh, the Rockies coming in second, the Giants coming in third, Padres fourth, the Dodgers fifth. Who knows? Odds on that happening probably aren't very good this season, but it could happen. Oh, 100%. Anything can happen. So, you know, we're with getting – Finishing up the year, you got Christmas right around the corner. New Year's is there. You know, March International is, Think Bill Day is in between there. What? International Think Bill Day is in between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> going to jump that, that. and we're at, we're, we're at spring training. So, huh? you know, yeah. between now and spring training, mm-hmm. is there is there – what what has to be the focus for the Dodgers? What has to be their key? Um, Being successful before spring training. So because Dansby, it's all a build. Everything right now is building up for it. So what do Dansby, you think they got to do? Dansby Swanson is huge. Okay. If the Dodgers can lock him up to a seven, eight, nine, ten year deal, that's huge. Okay. We'll take it. We thank you very much. We'll take it. Um but what is also huge is guys like James Outman, guys like Miguel Vargas, guys like Ryan Pepeo, guys like Bobby Miller, the farm guys, the farm hands that have come up for a really small glass of water at the end of the season, this last season, getting communications with them, letting them know, hey, you're probably going to make the big club. You need to have a great spring training and be prepared to be joining the big club day one. And be prepared right. for what that looks like. So beyond Dansby Swanson, it's those other guys. Because again, names that you may or may not have heard of. There's a first ballot guy named Clayton Kershaw. There's Cody Bellinger. There's Corey Seager. Um, there is uh, Gavin Lux. There is, gosh, um, I'm uh, Kiki Hernandez, who's no longer on the team. Alex Verdugo, who's no longer on the team. All these guys were homegrown. Cody Bell- yeah, Cody Bellinger's on the team, but they're all homegrown talent. So at some point, you've got to sit down with the younger guys and say, boys, you got a shot this year. Don't blow it. Right. And that's what's going to be key. Uh, above and beyond signing Dansby. I mean, I think that we've got a shot for Dansby, but above and beyond signing Dansby. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. All right. So. <laughs> That's what you're doing. So, so final thing, final thing before we wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, actually, I got I got two quick questions for you. What's the out of all the signings that have happened so far? What is it's a two part question. What's your favorite signing, and what is the signing that you were like? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, of all the signings, so the the answer to the first question is I love the Carlos Correa signing because he can stay public enemy number one for the Dodgers, right? And I'll the fact it. that I'll now he's playing... you, gave the, you gave the Giants praise. The, yeah, well, listen, I think Christmas came early for the Giants and the Dodgers this morning when that that deal shook down, or last night when that deal shook down. Um, I also like the Aaron Judge going back to to New York. I really do like that move um, for what he wants to get accomplished and what I think could be potentially a Hall of Fame career. I think it would be better for him having that short portion right field. Um, the one that didn't make sense to me, um, the contract that didn't make sense was the bogey contract uh, down in San Diego. Uh, and, and also the Trey Turner contract. So it's the same ones, right? So bogeys and trays, I think, are a couple years too long. With bogey, you're looking at it and you just told Tatis, you know, if you screw up this much, you're out of here. We're going to move you to one of those 10 teams that you say that you'll go to. Um, with the Trey Turner contract, Trey Turner is all about speed and he's 29 years old. And so he just signed an 11 year contract, taking him through age 40. Fine. He's what you'll call an average shortstop defensively. Right. But he's the fastest guy in baseball. How's that going to play when he's 35 and 36 years old? Right. I don't know. So th those two signings were a little bit of an epiphany to me. I like the Correa signing. I like the um, I like the uh, the Judge signing. And I, I will say one more thing about the Giants. Though you're trained to hate the Dodgers, and though I'm trained to hate the Giants, it's good for baseball when that rivalry is good. It's not good for baseball when one team, like for example, in 2001 when you guys went to the World Series, we were terrible that year. And the years that you guys were good leading up to that, we were terrible. It's not good for baseball when the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry doesn't exist, the Dodgers-Giants rivalry doesn't exist, because, frankly, then you're leaving it down to Cubs and Cardinals, and unless you're in the Midwest, who's watching that? And what about the DeGrom signing, though? You thought that was a good deal? Oh, no. No, no but I'm not going to throw that poor kid out of the bus. That deal was better. Did you, so, so if you had the pick between DeGrom's deal and – Trey Turner's deal. I'd do Trey Turner's deal in a heartbeat. Uh, DeGrum's okay. 35 years old with 87 wins in his entire career. He hasn't started more than 20 games in the last three seasons. So he got paid. He got paid because he can throw really, really hard. But I'm telling you what, in Texas, where it's legal to walk around with a gun wherever you want, if this guy ends up on the IL and only has 14 starts this season, when he goes out to a restaurant, one of them rednecks is going to point a gun at him. I mean, they're they're going to look at him and go, you're getting paid how much to do what? And I'm teasing, but, you know, down there in Texas, they're not going to put up with that stuff. They're going to be like, you know, kind of like in uh, Three Amigos Dance. Okay, you know, shoot at him. And so, but <laughs> the DeGrum deal, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. The DeGrum deal was out of control. Yeah. But he got paid. Uh, so, final question. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did get paid. So, final question. Then we're going to wrap this up because i got to go Perfect. eat some dinner. You have all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. 
You can have any player right now. Who are you signing? I have all the money in the world, and I can sign any player. You can sign any available player. Who are you signing? Just one. Only be one. You can give him however long of a contract you want. I'm getting Trey Turner back. You're getting Trey Turner, Turner back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and are you giving him the contract the Philly gave? No. No. No, no, no. I may give him a little less money, but I'm definitely giving him three to four years less uh, in the contract. Seven, eight years maybe. Right? I'm not giving so, him a, so an 11-year so deal. Eight, so, so eight years, how much in value? It's all about the dollar signs. Come on. Push, push comes to shove. It's all about dollars. So mm -hmm. you're cutting two, them down by three years. So two, what, are you what are you going to What? 230. 230 for mm -hmm. eight years? Yeah. Grand total. Divided by eight. So you're looking at about 28 million a year. Yeah. But, 20, I, million. but if I'm giving him eight years, that means I'm giving him through his age 37 year or 38 years. Right. I think he turns 30 before the season starts. So I'm still getting all that speed. I'm getting that defense. I'm getting a little bit of that veteran leadership. And I'm keeping that that core top of the Dodgers lineup together. I know it shocks everybody that's listening to this. And I apologize, everybody that's listening to this. I didn't say Aaron Judge. I apologize. But for what the Dodgers are, no, no, you don't need Aaron Judge. You exactly. don't need Aaron Judge. You, exactly. You got an entire team that equates to what Aaron Judge equates to. And if you look at it from the Yankees' perspective, they have Aaron Judge and a bunch of people that hope they can reach what he what he hits. So I mean, it, the Yankees and Aaron Judge that was a match made in heaven. It was it was meant to be, and he even came out and said his legacy was more important to the, than the money to him. And his legacy was to finish his career with the team he started with. And I can respect that. But I don't, I, I think, you know, Aaron, the Aaron Judge contract to me just doesn't, it, I thought it was too much money for not, for the amount of time they gave him. Um, And I think, you know, I mean, look, he wanted $40 million a year, but the guy, but, and you know, it is players are playing longer now. If you Still look at it, matter. players are playing. Still doesn't matter between Judge Rizzo and uh, and John Carlos. I can't or John Carlo. I can't fight a jersey that fits me. Stanton between those guys, right? Where's your money for a shortstop? Where's your money for pitching? Right? Where's your Garrett money Cole. for pitching? They're paying a, they're paying a billion dollars, one point one billion dollars for Garrett Cole, Stanton, and Judge. And they still got Stanton, and they still got Stanton for like what five more years? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, and so and Stanton I mean, is probably the worst contract they have on record. The Yankees and the Yankees fans will admit this: the this Yankees team looks a lot like the 2008 Yankees after they signed Alex Rodriguez, right? It looks like that kind of a uh, team where you're going to score eight runs a night, but you may give up nine runs. So. Right. I mean, it is what it is. But, man, I sure do appreciate you flipping the script on me. This is fun, isn't it? 
No, I mean, I'm always here for the script, and that's what we're here to do. We're going to have some fun with this. I'm going to be back because I had a lot of fun hosting this, and I hope Bill will allow me to take over the Top Fan Rivalry podcast every once in a while so I can do this because it's a lot of fun. But I want everyone to always remember that Bill and I are here for you every Saturday. Every Saturday for 30 minutes, you get Bill and I – on Around the Diamond, where we talk all things baseball. We go over all 30 teams. We talk about the highest highs, the lowest lows, and what's happening during this winter offseason as we build up the spring training. Um, it's going to be uh, – there's going to be a lot that's going to go on after the new year. Um, so you definitely are not going to want to miss out. But, Bill, thank hey. you for joining us on the Top Fan Rivalry podcast tonight. I appreciate you coming to the clubhouse. Hopefully you stop by again soon. Hey, I'm going to try. Sam, you were a great interviewer. This has been fun. And you, you hey, laughed I, at my nuclear louche, so that's good enough for me. Hey, then I'm glad I can make you laugh. And like yeah. I said, next time we do this, there might be a special guest that just pops in there. We don't know. It's hey, going to be a whole fun game. But anyway, everyone, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on the field. Sounds good.